Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. I am your host, Kevin Melody. It's Monday, February 7th, and I'm back. I missed last week. I'm back for my birthday this week. Suck it. It is my birthday, Wednesday, February 9th. I hope you guys are doing well and celebrating my birthday this week with me. Um, A lot to reflect on. What a wild year, blah, 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 blah. I hate my birthday. I recognize that's not controversial. Most fucking people hate their birthdays. That's just how it goes. Um, I do have horrible, weird childhood memories of my birthday that we don't even need to waste time on unless they're funny uh, and they're not. Um, well, I guess one of them is kind of funny, but anyway, <clears throat> stick into the funny business. How are you? How are you doing? Sorry I missed last week. It didn't stop you from listening. I saw uh, episode 53 just got played a bunch of times last week, so thank you for listening. Welcome to episode 54. Um, you know, we got a lot to talk about. I'm going to jump right in. I did a couple of polls today on Instagram just to get a little vibe from you folks. And I do want to, again, reiterate, we, I don't say this as much now, but if you want to email me, uh, questions like, like, okay, let's say you have a significant other who's a complete loser, right? Like, they, they're constantly like they sell energy drinks. They're always caught up in some kind of MLM, like mid-level marketing pyramid scheme. They're like doing herbal life. And you're like, please just get a job like Starbucks. They'll like send you to college now. Like, please, they'll like pay health insurance. They're just like, nope, I'm going to just stay in my mid-level scheme. And you're just like, please, please, for the love of Christ. And it's like, nope, sorry, babe. And you're just like, God, just get a fucking job, please. If you just need some help, you need just cut, unload some steam. Email the unfunny Kevin show at gmail.com. I'm totally open to dedicating 10 minutes at the end of the show for uh, some help, you know? So if you got some questions, you need some help with your love life or your partner or I can't stand this dumb bitch, whatever is happening in your life, I'm here for you. Um, and I, I do ultimately, I think it would be really funny, maybe episode 100, I'll inter- introduce like a phone line and people can like call in and just like leave voicemails or something. That would be fucking funny. And then I can just like play them back and then answer your question or rather than play them back, I can articulate it or just read it back and then I'll um, address what you're asking. Uh, but yeah, the unfunny Kevin show at gmail.com. Anyway, put, a, put up a couple of polls. Um, I majored in psychology in college and, um, still very interested in it. Uh, and I always thought it'd be funny to like get my master's as like a backup to the backup to the backup of all my life plans and just become a therapist and just laugh at everything that's shared with me. Um, but I basically, and I have a true obsession and interest in in the human brain and like how it works. And I, I was reading a couple of articles that were really troubling about TikTok. And for those of you that don't understand TikTok or like don't really know what it is, it's like a Chinese social media app um, that I think is American owned now, but it was created with this super crazy algorithm. And algorithm is like a tricky thing for a lot of people. Like not, not all people fucking understand what that means, but let me summarize it for you. So when people go onto that app Normally, it's supposed to show you like 
you know, a Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio air humping and throwing elbows and jumping up and down to some fucking uh, SoundCloud rapper song. But what's happening now is allegedly there's like, okay, let me find this. The Corpse Bride Diet, how TikTok inundates teens with eating disorder videos. The app's algorithm can send users down rabbit holes of narrow interest, resulting in potentially dangerous content such as emaciated images, purging techniques, hazardous diet, and body shaming. Jesus fucking Christ. And kids are hooked to this shit. And here's the thing. You like one of those videos or you spend 15 seconds or whatever on one and it'll just start feeding it to you because it knows you and it listens to you. Report confirms the worst TikTok algorithm is making teens sad on purpose. This is published December 9th, 2021. Look, folks, when I was a kid, (laughs) and I think I've talked about this a lot, but when I was a kid, there was no internet, okay? And a lot of people that listen to the show probably relate in one way or another. Um, And like, I remember, for example, like today, there's a, a streaming platform called Twitch and kids watch other kids play video games. As someone who is old, I guess, to me, the notion is fucking absurd. Like, I remember, a lot of you might remember, dudes, women, whatever, that listen to the show, might remember a time in your life where it was you and five friends, and you all went to your fucking friend's house, and they had the Super Nintendo, or they had like a fucking Nintendo 64, and there's fucking four controllers, right? Okay, the fifth fucko friend that has to watch? Do you remember being the friend that had to watch? Or wait your turn? Ugh! You can just play the loser. Whoever loses, then that's your turn. What would you do for that period of time? Did you get a boner and stare at them fucking play video games? Were you jazzed to wait? Ugh. The thought of watching somebody play video games evokes uh, vomiting for me. It just sounds awful. And these kids are getting paid like gajillions of dollars because people are watching. It's like absolutely insane. Now, back to the TikTok shit. I do have a TikTok, unfortunately, because I'm in the fucking the bullshit world of you have to promote everything on social media, but I'm going to farm that out to somebody. I don't I hate that shit. It's creepy. And the algorithm is really predatory and it it does fucking it's super advanced in that it hunts only shit you like. And if you like some weird shit, it's going to get that in front of you. And if you're a kid who's really impressionable, apparently it's not good. And I just think like we should go back to the old forms of social media. So before like Facebook and Twitter and the TikTok, we had cigs, we had cigarettes. Get back on the cig app. There was there was beer. There was weed. There was 40 ounce malt liquor. You and your friends, you maybe run into the liquor store. One kid pulls his pants down. Hey, look at me to the clerk. Clerk freaks out, underage dick in his face. Other kid runs around to the back, steals a six pack, runs out. Kid pulls his pants up. You run to the park up the street. You crack a couple cold ones. Maybe you, you stole a pack of ciggies from your father. This is this is social media. This is being not media. This is just being social. This is the original social app, the original apps before Facebook and Twitter and Tinder. There was six. There was drugs. There was these great, 
beautiful real-world social activities. Stickball, picking up a, a wiffle ball, throwing a football, going to the park, rolling down a hill, making videos with your friends. Not that you're going to ultimately upload and share on TikTok, just creating funny fucking shit to laugh at later, you know? Um, these things, I think, are healthier <laughs> and build more character in children. I just do. I think the longer you can delay, like, the dancing on the TikTok and watching people, you know, explain foreign policy within 30 seconds and then your child declares, like, this is their stance, I think, like, complex issues in life and shit should be hashed out with kids in their own terms with their friends among other like-minded children and they should have fun and be encouraged to talk to each other i think putting them in the metaverse and giving them an nft and sending them on their fucking merry way is weird and objectively not the greatest world to grow up in that's what i think now do i sound like an old gentleman i sure do I sure do. Do I sound like one of those mothers in the 90s that was like, that we need to have the explicit warning on labels so that children don't listen to the, the, the bad music? Grand Theft Auto, ew, it's poisoning. Oh, video games are poison. I get it. I understand. I don't sound hip to it. I sound like one of those mothers. But it's different. <laughs> I'm going to tell you it's objectively different. There's no similarities or parallels between a stupid video game and what the fuck is happening over there on TikTok. And there's science and data to prove it. And it's just quite interesting to me. So anyway, I did a poll. I thought you guys might find this funny. So I did a poll on there. On Funny Kevin Show, question of the week. Should kids return to healthier socializing via SIGs? 75% of you said yes. 25% of you said no. For the 25% that said no, you are the uh, uh, you are the underdogs here. Everybody seems to agree that that is a much healthier form, and I would argue science says the same. Um, <laughs> these are my stats, my numbers. Um, I did another poll, uh, but I'm going to wait to get into it because we got to take a quick moment to talk about one of my favorite people, uh, Lucy J. CBD pre-rolls. Listen. If you're trying to chill and relax after a long day, Lucy J CBD pre-rolls are the best bet. The CBD version of Lucy J is non-intoxicating, but most people report a sense of well-being and uplifting mood from the CBD flower found in a pre-roll. There's a calming effect from the CBD and the terpenes in the premium hemp flower. Go to Instagram and Facebook and follow at Lucy J CBD. Go to LucyJCBD.com. They have the e-commerce store up and running. You can buy this shit. It comes right to your house. Tell them Kevin sent you from the Unfunny Kevin Show. See what happens. We love them. Great sponsor. Uh, fucking based in Texas. They're good people. Um, back to the program. So I posted another posted another um, uh, poll, and I got this amazing spice from uh, Louisiana, New Orleans. When I went over there, called Slap Your Mama. It's fucking amazing. And I thought it was funny because I've talked to some people recently, real recently. A lot of them very gaunt and and pale and um translucently white that are like you know i don't i don't think oh you know i don't i don't like dude i fucking hate dude give me ham and cheese i don't need i don't need mayo dude i don't need salt and pepper i don't need anything man i take dude 
just take my chicken, boil it, dude. I don't need salt. I don't need pepper. Dude, I don't need any spices. Dude, I hate spice. Dude, I hate spice. I don't like spice, dude. I'm just not a hot sauce guy, dude. I just, I'm not even really big on condiments, brother. That's fucking weird. That's fucking gross and weird. Why don't you like Cajun seasoning? Why don't you like blackened salmon? Why don't you like spicy shit? Why don't you like uh, sauteed and simmered and marinated overnight chicken? Why don't you? So I put up a poll with my slap your mama to make a point. Here we go. I got 100%. I mean, it's only the poll. I only put the poll up for five hours. So the data might be skewed, but I put up a poll. I got a hundred percent yes to spicy fucking food, or not just spicy food. I wrote spiced, so like having seasoned and shit like that. So it's just weird that these people. Who are these people that like just drink like a glass of milk and just don't like they don't care about any type of flavor? Like it's just milk and ham and cheese with nothing else. Like it's the craziest, strangest. Like I don't even know what that is. Like what is that? It's fucking weird. You got to have the flavor. You got to have the flavor in your life. You got to enjoy the new food. You got to step outside the 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 ham and cheese. You got to mix it up a little bit. Just a little bit. You mix it up a little bit. It goes a long, long fucking way. Long fucking way. Um, but yeah, so I thought, you know, that's kind of funny in that it, 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 just hearing people talk about that and you know it it strikes me as very funny um and now i do want to (laughs) say as my birthday approaches um it has been I, i have been obviously reflecting quite a bit uh and i think that you know with with any life event whether you're getting married or you're getting older whatever the fuck is happening new point in your career it's important to take pause and like reflect on everything. But I also think that it's important to not wallow in shit either. You know, like I think if you're going through something, it's okay to feel the sad, feel the bad, feel the sad Z's, but you also have to let it be as fleeting as life itself. You have to let it also move on, you know, like go, it has to go. You have to let it go. And I I just recently watched back to fucking algorithm because the algorithm knows I'm a sap for fucking uh, weird motivational bullshit that's on Instagram or whatever. And I, I, I saw this clip and it was like this professor and he was like holding a glass of water and he's like, all right, class, you tell me now, boys, you look at me right now. He didn't even sound like this. You look at me right now, boys. This glass of water here, how much does it weigh? And like, you know, some check raise her hand and she's like, 12 ounces. And then someone else was in like, oh, that's like eight ounces. And someone else was in like, that's nine ounces. That's 16. And he said, you're all wrong. You're all wrong. You're trying to guess the weight of the water and the cup and the fluid ounces. The correct answer is the longer you hold on to like a glass of water in your hand, the more pain it puts on your arm. It actually gets heavier, right? Because it's gravity and whatnot. So if you take a full cup of water and you hold it out straight from your body, the longer you hold that fucking glass of water, no matter how many ounces is in it, eventually your arm's going to hurt. And it's going to start to slouch and slump. And you're going to feel like, God damn it. This fucking stupid glass of water is like 80 pounds. 
and it's hurting. That's pain. That's anxiety. That's fear. That's all the bullshit that you keep. And it's really small. It's not as big as you think. When you face the giant, it shrinks. When you confront everything in darkness grows legs. It gets bigger. It gives it strength. It gives it credence. It gives it credit. It gives it this fucking place that it doesn't belong in your life. Get your fucking mind right. You know, like put the glass down. Throw the fucking water out. Acknowledge that it's a glass and it's water and it fucking blows. Don't hold on and let it hurt you for any extra amount of time that's beyond necessary, you know? And also, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Comedy related, right? Comedy related. So I've written jokes. I write jokes about like, you know, my fucking fiance introduced me to country music. It's hilarious write jokes about my childhood, a lot of them pretty fucked up, but you guys have heard them on the show, dancing drunk on coffee tables with my father, uh, singing Kiss while my mom prays, um, that I don't turn out like him, uh, and all these things, it's fun, like you can poke fun at these things, but also part of the, the experience comedically, letting it go, and I overshare personal things in my life, is that is letting go. Like that is part of it is letting go. Re re-experiencing and reimagining these traumas is, is part of letting go. You know, like when I was a kid, I would do a lot of peacekeeping in my house. I was a peacekeeper. Like I always worried my fucking drunk dad, always worried, right? Like Sundays, uh football Sundays, I remember I'd be really worried that my dad was hungover because he wouldn't wake up for the games. But if he wasn't hungover, he'd wake up for the games and then he would be a fucking nightmare because he'd be coming off of a stupor. And then my dad had this terrible tick or habit of when a game would be on, he'd stand up and he'd walk right up to the fucking screen and he'd start screaming at players individually. I don't know if that's an alcohol thing or if it's a fucking mental issue. But it'd just be like, there you go, motherfucker. You get your fucking shit together, you fucking cocksucker. And then he'd lay back down. And he'd like kind of take a nap. And then he'd get up and he'd be like, what's the score? And like look at the screen and be like, there goes that cocksucker. You get your shit together. You put, If I was out there and put a fucking helmet on, I could fucking throw the ball better, you fucking fairy. Just screaming. I just remember like, oh my God, this is crazy. Got to make sure dad's happy. Got to make sure dad's good. You know, like, don't want to deal with this. And I was like, I have to make sure my mom's good because he's a fucking maniac. I have to make sure my grandma's good because I don't want to fucking, I don't want to be a stick in the mud for her because I lived with her quite a bit. And I guess the point is you do a lot of peacekeeping. It does bring a certain level of Zen to your life, but you also have to deal with quite a bit of trauma you've shoved down and fucking uh, tucked away. So what I'm saying is comedy is a great outlet. Not that I think everybody's funny and most of you aren't. But it's a lesson, right? Let it the fuck go. Give it away, put it in a journal, and chuck it out the fucking window and enjoy your life. Good night. No, I can't end on that note. Um, but yeah, so very, uh, very introspective, very uh, thought-provoking uh, stuff here tonight that I've just been, you know, thinking about but i do truly believe uh in my heart of hearts that you got to learn to just jump the hurdle fucko jump the hurdle and enjoy spicy food and uh put kids on cigs put them back on the cigs i'm sick of this put them back on the cigs i bet you if you <laughs> this is like going right back i bet you if you took the internet 
away from kids aged like nine to 14 and you didn't let them like stare at TikTok or aspire to be content creators. Ugh. Content. When I hear the title content creator, I vomit. Like it it evokes the gag reflex. Like I it induces vomiting for me. Um I bet you our society will improve dramatically. I know adults that can't handle the internet. They're fucking QAnon or they're fucking Antifa and the fu- the fucking lunatics because of it, you know? They really can't handle it. It's fucking hilarious. And I think that while it's a good tool and fucking kids in, you know, third world countries get access to information, who knows how good the information is uh because of fucking search engine manipulation and all these other things. I'm just saying for them it's fine, but for kids here, pff, fuck it. Don't let them. Let them discover weed for a little bit. They'll have fun. They'll have fun. Let them go outside. Let them be uh, stupid. Let them have sex. Holy shit. Let them, like, I just feel like everybody's, like, sexless, androgynous, hooked to the TikTok, hooked to the Twitter, hooked to the fucking Instagram, hooked to the metaverse, hooked to the VR. It's, like, weird, right? It's not weird. It's not weird at all to you. It's just strange. Like, it's really weird to me. And I just feel like it does help course correct some things. You know, like the old, uh, everybody always used to make the fucking cyberbully argument like, oh, it's easy to be a dick online. You know what I mean? But like when you're in person, like having to be a person, like I've talked about this before. Like when I was in like fourth grade, like I went through puberty when I was like five, six, I was like, fucking child so by the time I hit like fourth grade I fell in love with people wholeheartedly like I wouldn't crush on people like I'd fucking fall in love it was absolutely hilarious also terrifying as a child being on the recipient end of my crush so to speak um and I would like make grand gestures and shit that's super embarrassing that should make you super nervous and feel awkward. I feel so awkward and misunderstood. I'd be like, fuck it, balls to the wall. I'm in love with you, Michelle. I love you so much. I'm so in love with you. I didn't sound like this. Well, I did. My voice sounded like this. I went to puberty so young. This is how I sounded. It's probably terrifying, but I also had a funny accent and couldn't quite say things right. And that's the whole point, right? That's what I'm trying to get to is like, it's all trial and error. It's nice to be in the fucking real world a little bit. It's nice to be in the real world a little bit and disconnect and let the fucking kid experience a little bit of real world pain. It's probably better and more advantageous than the cyber bullying or whatever bullshit they're going to go through there. You know, like now again, it could go south, right? Because they could get bullied for not having access. That's why I was talking about starting a school. I'm going to fucking do it. I think it's a good idea. Start the anti-metaverse school, the anti-tech. Well, not tech because they'll have to, you know, the kids fucking need technology. But anti-phones in the classroom maybe. I don't know. Just take them off the apps. I don't have all the fucking answers, all right? I'm just saying. I think that, you know, a world uh, without that shit's probably better. Now, Back to more important things. I need five stars on Spotify. Folks that listen on Spotify, please leave five-star review. In the Apple Store, if you haven't already, God damn it. Hop on the five-star train. Leave your boy five stars in that podcast store. And please write a comment. It goes such a fucking long way. You don't even understand. 
I appreciate you listening every week. I'll be back Monday of next week. I promise. Uh, unfunnykevin.com for all the shows. Follow me on Instagram at unfunnykev. I'll post comedy updates there. If you want to see me live, uh, we're still working on a show. Me and my buddy Mark, very exciting stuff um, in the Pasadena area. And uh, just super excited for this fucking year. Super excited for my birthday. I appreciate uh, you know all the love and all the support. Continue to support Tapped In, tappedinmusic.com and Tapped In on Instagram. Uh, great fucking podcast that I also uh, own and operate and host. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great fucking week. Send your questions and concerns to the unfunny Kevin show at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Derringer compared to Rizza. I'm compared to niggas that'll stab you in your face with a pair of scissors. Hold that. Cross side watching the Wizards. Cartier's expensive. Air to extend it. Are you laying somewhere in the tents? Swing his Mac. I'm clearing the fences. Enough shooters on my team to embarrass the Pistons. Nigga, the trap empty. All I had kitchen wearing a biscuit. That's it. I need a pile of dirty cash or somewhere I can rinse it. Uh-huh. This for my niggas in the Fed Max who prayed daily. I remember that. My dog pulled this mask up and sprayed 80. That's Wayne Perry shit. Y'all niggas Wayne Brady's. Y'all pussy. I'm leaving with your daughter if you can't pay me. These OGs round me real veterans. My shooters real reckless. It take a lot for me to feel threatened. Nigga, the interviews, they asking real questions. Like what? Like is you still hustling? Your videos, you using real weapons? No comment.